0: Hello everyone, we are in no means experts on any of the topics we are about to discuss. We are, however, lifelong friends along with the slew of guests we will have joining us. There's nothing we love more than to voice our opinions on multiple topics. Some of you will agree with us, some of you won't. We could honestly not care either way. We just hope you enjoy the banter. So, without further ado, we encourage you to sit back, relax, and welcome to the chat. I'm your host, Mike McCall, along with my lovely co-host...
1: Jared Trudeau...
0: Yes sir, and once we get this technical issue figured out where Chris ran off to, uh, (laughs) he will be joining us as our super special guest this week, and yes, that is Chris Process from the last week's episode, Mm -hmm. and today we have a super duper special topic that, especially the three of us being the big basketball heads that we are, (laughs) have been waiting for an appropriate time, and we figured, you know what? Start a training camp and media days start that kicked off on oh, yeah, this past Monday was a as good of a reason as ever to finally I'd kick say. off our basketball and boy do we have stuff to talk about. Oof, there's a lot. A
1: lot happened.
0: There is a lot that happened in this off season, stuff that's happening right now, and Chris is finally joined back into the lobby. There we go. Chris say hi to the folks.
2: Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, that was quite the soundboard effect, Jared. It booted me right from the program.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Treads. Uh, tre- Couldn't <laughs> handle
0: that that heat. Tre- treads had to play some inspirational music on the soundboard for us to get in the mood for this basketball discussion. Uh, for licensing purposes, we won't disclose that. <laughs> <laughs> what it was exactly, but it's on television. So. um... Okay. Got me right in the mood. Yeah. I'm ready. It got that. us all right in the mood. So um, <laughs> we have, we came up with a, 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 it's a small list, but it's a list of some of the biggest news from the NBA world from this off season. And I'd as say. recently as a week ago. Yeah. So that
1: did happen a week ago. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. So we're going to kick things off. So for those of you who don't know before we really get into it, so you can see where a lot of this <laughs> tension in this conversation is going to get, and it's going to get very quick. All right. Chris and I are some of the biggest, most diehard Boston Celtics fans you will ever meet that didn't grow up in Boston.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like, there's no yeah. debate There's Like we are, we have, we have, we bleed green. Am I right, Chris? I don't know if I bleed green, but I. Uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's, it's a cop out. He's popping out on me. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, right, I well... wouldn't
2: call myself a diehard anything, but I do like the Celtics.
0: You disappoint me so much.
1: As, as far as I can remember, I remember Chris wearing Celtics jerseys to school, and you too, Micah. Yep. Yeah,
2: nobody in the UP in high school has any style yep that's fair (laughs) but anyways
0: the source of the main tension is because treads on the other hand is a king james loving Mm. laker laker boy who uh well is your stereotypical (laughs) so it gets really interesting uh preface
1: though i mean i've been a lakers fan my whole life it's not just because of lebron
2: that's true. It's he has like, been a weird, as I've, weird as our Boston fandom has been, uh, tried for as long as I've known him, it's had a Lakers obsession.
1: <laughs> yes, that is true. That Shaq and Kobe duo got me in young when I was real young. I've been a fan ever since. So when LeBron went over there, it was just a cherry on top.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Sure. So, anyways, <laughs> we're just going to get straight into these discussion topics that, we, that we've that uh, we come up with and we felt were necessary. And, Chris, I'm going to kick it over to you real quick. Um, so, being my fellow Celtic fan, I feel like we should probably open up the episode talking about this I'm a Yudoka scandal, Um Big news. And more specifically what it means for us going forward. So, Chris, I'll let you take the floor first and then Treads, you can say your piece after. But, Chris, the floor is yours. Go for it. (sighs)
2: Sucks. Uh... It, it uh, after after making the finals, <laughs> in my opinion, too early. The Celtics have had disappointment after disappointment this off season, um, culminating in their head coach uh, being involved in it as murky a situation as you can apparently get without being fired. Um, and apparently, he's he's in effect fired. He's just not calling it that yet. Um, so yeah, just disappointed. Hmm. uh it seems uh like nobody knows what the fuck is going on, so I don't know how much about it we can talk about as far as basketball is concerned however uh it's i mean losing a head coach is just derailing it's just it's just brutal and i'm not i'm I'm not really looking forward to the season uh nearly as much as I probably should be,
1: yeah I mean. That's the other than losing your star player. I feel like that's the second worst thing, if not the worst
0: thing. Especially is losing your, head especially coach. one that has such an effect that Yudoka did last season for us.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, he he really you could tell he made a big difference with the whole uh, organization there. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and going from him, I mean, going from him to anybody is rough, but that his replacement has been on the staff for a couple of years, but like his only head coaching experience on the floor was, I forget what division two school, but it was to like win a handful of games in division two. Uh, and that's just, that's just not, not good.
0: I mean, it's to the point where even they're trying to, uh, they got permission from the Clippers to even approach one of their assistants to come over and join in the interim as well. Not to be the interim head coach or anything. Yeah, I guess it's. I can't remember his name, but he was a. He was a longtime Celtic assistant. Um. That went that went over to the Clippers starting last season. Yeah, they're trying to see. They're
2: left, I think.
0: Yeah, but. uh, Like we we got permission from the Clippers to discuss with him a interim role. Like it's still going to be Joe Missoula. I never know how to pronounce his last name.
2: I think it's just Missoula
0: Missoula. Yeah I'm not staring at it so it might just be simply Missoula um, but all I know so far from at least the media days is that uh, JB and, and, and JT are both on board at least I mean in the public either on board which I mean what else can you can you really do than Mm -hmm. than to like say you're on board with it. But
1: Yeah, I mean really.
0: (laughs) But I mean we'll see. They like like Chris said, like he's he's been with us for a few years, so it's it's not like he's a stranger uh to the guys. Yeah he knows
1: knows the ends on Alex.
0: Yeah. Um it's just Yudoka's presence on the sideline it's it, it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to to fill those shoes. And yeah, like there's still I I still haven't heard any real more concrete information about what actually was going on other than him having some form of a relationship with what like the travel director or whatever for the team.
1: Oh jeez.
0: Yeah. So I'll, yeah, so Chris you're definitely right like I don't I don't want to say too much about that aspect of it because we still don't know
2: Anything no. Yeah, and like I checked I said that and I checked I double-checked everything just this afternoon a couple hours ago And still there's no new information on any from anywhere from anything. So it's really just still up in the air
0: I mean basketball. I, I mean he essentially took the same team that Brad had a season ago, to a finals team. Granted, we were healthy this year when we weren't last year, and we did bring back Al Horford. But it was essentially the same team. And not to forget, like the Celtics sucked last year early on. We were bad. Oh yeah,
2: I put them wrote off. And I like had that, written them off.
0: That that R.J. Barrett buzzer beater three against when we played the Knicks. I think it was January sixth. Like that was the part where everyone was like. All right, yeah, the Celtics are done, but the self, Celt- but I mean, Yudoka and 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 the team really is that's the that's the part that everyone says that that's where they rallied, and like, got behind and just went on a whole new level. Then we made those big, like they didn't seem like big trades at the time. When we got rid of uh, Schroeder and got Tice back, and then getting giving up Josh Richardson and bringing in Derek White, like I. On paper, they're not like massive trades or anything, but if you look Those, are the, those like, are the different makers in the playoffs.
2: Every year the playoffs are changed by I mean the superstars, Yes, but there's always gonna be that 7th or 8th man that just comes like, in and makes plays
0: Like Tyson oh, yeah. Tyson get a lot of playing time in the in the playoffs, but but honestly, especially I th- I'd say more in the Milwaukee series I feel like he got more playing time in the Milwaukee series than any of the others just because I mean Brooklyn was going small ball the entire time, and but against Milwaukee, Horford and Horford and Rob Williams were just getting in foul trouble of having to try to guard Giannis, so it got it gave him more time. And to me, he was he was great in the minutes he did have. But then Derek White, I we don't have Derek White, we don't beat Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's true. and that's the crazy. That's the craziest thing. Like. Is just how amazing he was in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then even in what was it Game One, where he balled out too in the finals. He did Game have, One, or? yeah, he
2: did have like a good first game, but he he also started to. I mean, as the finals go on, they expose everybody, and he was definitely exposed as the finals mm-hmm. went
0: on. Yeah, like his inconsistent jump shot, like that was, like he was able to. It he he got on a hot streak, I'd say in that Milwaukee. He started getting in a hot streak in that Milwaukee series. Um, but by the time everyone realized, like, he's too, he was too, he would hit a few and then teams reacted to him hitting a few, but then he kills him with the drive. Golden State wasn't falling for it. They were going to, they were going to let him live or die at the three point line. And as great of a game as he's had, he definitely died out at the three point line. But that's what happens when you have great players with great coaches they they pick those things out and make the adjustments that needed to be made
2: mm-hmm. and that's what i mean we're at I mean, least unless we're like unless we get a luke Walton ask 40 and 1 performance from this dude this this guy is just going to be a worse coach than who we've had for the last basically decade plus um and it's it's uh, at a crucial time in uh As you said, Jason uh, uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown's development when they're really going to be coming into their own. I'd really rather have somebody uh, uh, who knows exactly what to do and what to look forward to, and who's proven that they can get the best out of those two already. So, is it too late to bring in Frank Vogel? (laughs) What's he doing? I know the Lakers fired him, and I bet Jerry's still upset about that. But oh yeah, they did.
0: I'm so torn about Frank Vogel as head coach.
2: I've always thought that
1: he's, I, good. he's a good defensive mind, but like, he, honestly, he—I hmm, was not a fan of him last like uh, last year. He didn't know what to do. Well, they threw Russ
2: in there. I think that's more on Russ than him, honestly. I—I
1: I feel like though, honestly, even with the uh, when they brought him on board, there was a big change in the defense. Like, uh, they were what? I think they were the number one defense when they brought him in. And, like, I think that's all he really brought to the table. I think he kind of got lucky when they ended up winning the championship. I don't think that was much of him, honestly. Um, but he lost control of the team last year, and he wasn't going to get it back. So I'm glad they got rid of him.
0: Well, they got a great new head coach that really yeah. grinds my gears that that's who they took
1: i'm jacked i'm really excited but i'm gonna i want to say what what, uh about this whole celtics thing uh i think it's a damn shame first off it like the it's a the dude's a married man like he's doing this at work of all places i think she's also married it's just a Oh god! So yeah, it's just a was damn he married
0: shame. or were they? Are they still just engaged? I thought he was just engaged well, to. I
2: think okay, they've been engaged. They like the Gene Simmons thing where they've been engaged for like eight years or something. It's like that. Oh, they okay. have like
0: a kid. They have a okay. kid. Yeah, oh, it's okay. like the
2: celebrity sure. engaged where they're, they're 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 together. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, or and I
1: mean, and like she she found out the same time everyone else did. I'm pretty sure. So that's like that's shitty. It's just a it's just a damn shame. A terrible situation for everyone. And I think the big thing here, too, to keep in mind is it wasn't, like, an NBA thing. Like, it was the Celtics being, like, this is against our, like, organization's policy. Like, we have to do this. And for, like, the Celtics as an organization to suspend their uh, head coach for a year, like, I feel like it had to be pretty serious. Same. Because, like, if... If it's the NBA doing it, that's one thing. But when it's the own organization itself doing it to their own head coach like I'm I'm really interested to see what how, like why it was so like so severe. Yeah, I mean, what well information like. but, comes
0: to light because yeah. I, I, like Chris said when we open up this this topic it was very murky waters, but now as us Celtics fans, we have to sit here and be like, "All right, Missoula, you have the defending Eastern Conference champion with essentially the same roster but with massive improvements with Malcolm Brogdon coming in, still keeping Derek White. And then we also bring in... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it really, really hurt when Gallo had to go and tear that frickin' ACL in the Euros. Oh, Plus, my Williams goodness. is uh, going to be out
2: for the first few months again.
0: Yeah, and now... Rob wills out. It was only supposed to be four to six weeks and now it's six to 12 weeks or eight to 12. So it's like, good Lord, man.
1: But like the thing is, is like, will the team and then come like the coming in head coach? Like it's, I feel like just how everything happened and like what it's about will just bring so much more like bad juju and vibes into the locker room. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the situation itself, like, losing your coach for a year is one thing, but, like, adding on the whole situation as it is, I think that just adds a whole nother level of just, like, shit. And I feel like it's going to be a lot to overcome, and it's going to be really interesting to see. (laughs) Like, I'm not, honestly, as a Lakers fan, like, I'm not happy about it. Like, losing a head coach sucks and like you want a team to be able to be their best performing selves you know it's like the same thing with injuries like it's yeah. shitty
0: like i hate the lakers with all of my heart and soul but i still want the nba is better the nba is better when the lakers are competitive and championship and uh, title contenders and stuff like that as much as i hate to say it cuz i love seeing them fail mm-hmm. but i still need you still want them at that level because it's just yeah more entertainment. Same with like the Knicks as well, which I mean will probably never get the Knicks to be title contenders oh, again. The poor, but <laughs> <the poor Knicks. laughs> one day,
1: you gotta have faith. It's like the Pistons; they're on the come around. They're coming back. Okay,
0: so you just
2: gotta have. Faith. So real
0: quick, real quick. The Pistons actually. Um,
2: I I mean I'll let Micah go, but I will say the Pistons are looking good.
0: I'm excited. The Pistons will be one of my. Uh, league Pass teams, for sure. But, real quick, mm-hmm. do we want, does anyone have anything else that we want to tap on to about the Yudoka scandal or anything like that? Because we're talking about the Knicks, and I feel like it's that is a perfect segue into our next topic.
2: I will say just this last thing, betting-wise, uh, bet the under on the Celtics probably way more often than you would have, <laughs> because this is going to ruin a lot of stuff for them. And I'm just looking right now. They're slated to win by Vegas. Uh, their over under win totals fifty three and a half. I bet they don't win more than forty five games because of this.
1: Oof, it's a huge with, hit, especially with how good the rest of the
2: East is. Like the, yeah. the East one through nine is going to have teams that at least think they can be competitive, and half of those teams are true.
1: Plus, it's plus it's a young team. Like the Celtics are a young team. That's yep. And to lose,
0: yeah, it's just not good. Okay, so we brought up, so we will transition here into this next uh, category, which, like I said, we were talking about the Knicks, and I feel like it's a perfect transition here. Segue How the hell is Donovan Mitchell not in the Knicks jersey today? (laughs) (laughs) Like. I'm so rattled
1: by that whole situation. Like
0: (laughs) the man is 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 from New York. He wanted the trade. The Knicks had the assets. Once again, the Knicks were in position to make a play for a for a major star, (laughs) and once again failed to come through.
1: They just love torturing their fans, man. I
0: tell you what. So it's like. (laughs) So honestly, I don't. I don't understand what is going on in the brains of the execs there in New York. Like what wow. what what were you trying to like what were you trying to hold on to? What were you afraid to give up to get Donovan because you were doing so splendid this year? For, <laughs> like if if we look if we really look at it. Right, this core that they are apparently so sold on that they couldn't give up anyone to go after Donovan for. Ridiculous. Had essentially essentially had a blip on the radar, a fluke season. The year that they went to the playoffs because they get bodied in the playoffs by Trey Young and the Hawks, who also had a fluke year (laughs) that year. Not as hard of a fluke year, because I think the Hawks are... More, especially now with Dejounte Murray. I like the Hawks, especially now with Dejounte Murray. The Hawks will be more seated in the playoff position, but like mm-hmm. you get bodied, and then everyone under everyone except for probably RJ Barrett, I would say, underperformed them from what they did the season before. Not a, and then yeah. missed the playoffs completely. Don't even make the play in. You,
1: you, I don't think. I don't know. They always do this. They always mess up. They have an opportunity for something. They fuck it up.
0: Yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to dwell too much time bashing the Knicks and their stupidity of <laughs> execs because the real question about why this was of why we're gonna segue Segwaying on wow over is Mitchell to Cleveland. Ugh, I saw them in media day
2: wearing the jersey, their, and it just didn't. They're new right.
0: jerseys, by the way. They're. it didn't like, look. New right. I'm
2: excited <laughs> about both their new jerseys and their new acquisition. So, like, my thing is, is like, we're looking at a cat. We're
0: looking at a Cavs team that realistic that was a top four c- seed through the majority of the season, and if they don't get hurt like they lost a lot of their key role player, a lot of their key players there at the end and they just started and that's when they started that slide and then even for their play in games uh they just what I think Jared Allen only played the second one yeah or whatever and so they weren't <laughs> but like realistically a uh, that Cavs team that uh, healthy Cavs team is a is a legit playoff team right oh, yeah. and they didn't really give up anything major player wise
2: they gave up sexton and Mark- i didn't even and were the only players they gave up and both of those guys are i they try right but
0: Se- well sexton missed the entire season or damn near because he got hurt if he if he didn't miss the entire season he got hurt early on and was out for Yeah, he missed a lot and was out for the season so that has zero impact lowry marketing i would say would have had an impact if Kevin Love wouldn't have wouldn't have had that mini resurgence he did last year because all of a sudden Kevin Love was playing meaningful ba- meaningful basketball again and his play was that. showing it.
2: And if you can't beat out a 30 whatever year old multiple injured <laughs> Kevin Love, like, maybe you don't deserve to be on that squad. Exactly.
0: So again, you're not really losing which is what boggles me more than anything is uh... we're going to I was gonna try to keep this as two separate topics, but it's getting it's it's gonna get. I, I'm finding it a little hard to not bring this in, but if you're Utah, right, and you get that offer, because yeah, all the Sexton and Markinen were the only two players that suited up for a game last year for the Cavs that they gave up. But they also gave up, I think,
2: their first round pick this year. But their I mean...
0: first round pick, yeah, like their the player that they drafted and the and everything. So and then. Picks. Hmm. Don't get me wrong. It was, a, It was what, five? Five picks? Four maybe, yeah. Woo. So, like, but, like, how are you going to look at Colin Sexton, Markkinen, and five picks, and an untested r- rookie that you didn't even draft? Like, it was compared to that ridiculous haul that they get from Rudy Gobert from Minnesota. Like...
2: Well, I think that's why they have the leave to be able to do the Mitchell situation as they did is be, because and you're right this was pretty well connected as uh, topics. But they and Danny Ainge, uh, Mike and I are very well familiar with. him in the Celtics for almost 20 years. Um, Genius. Mm-hmm. He, he he will get his <laughs> trade, and he will he he is just will have the last word at the table. He has proven it. He's done it for good or for bad. He just does and he got his trade with with Gobert. He got rid of the piece that he didn't necessarily want. He got what everybody says was one of the, you know, greatest hauls in NBA history as far as trades is concerned. Uh, and he
0: turned around and flipped Pat Bev too.
2: And he turned around and flipped Pat <laughs> Bev, which was yeah, which was just gravy on top. And then and that allowed him to look at the landscape and maybe not necessarily Need to go to the Knicks and, you know, strong arm or low ball or do whatever you can do with the Knicks. Uh, he could just go to a, you know, relatively normal team. I know um, Dan Gilbert's got his own problems, the owner of the Cavaliers, but a relatively mm. norm- normally run team with a, you know, a relatively normal trade package and say, yeah, you know, whatever you can afford that's b- basically worth this, we'll do because we already got, we already won the summer.
0: That's true. I mean, he got what, honestly, the biggest steal for me for that trade, and honestly what I'm most upset about that came from that Rudy Gobert trade is Jared Vanderbilt. That man balled out for Minnesota last year, and now he's, and finally got on, like, was finally a part of a team that got to the playoffs and were entertaining to watch, and now, all of a sudden, he gets shipped off to Utah, where they're gonna be just awful
2: they're gonna tank for the next they're gonna be trash <laughs> for the next three years
0: at minimum oh, yeah. at minimum and he's just gonna he i think he's stuck there at least for this season i think he i think that's one of the reasons why he was on the the offers because he only had it was an expiring contract that they're eating mm. so it's just one of those things so it's like what I, the main thing that i want to talk so does Donovan Mitchell – so we're going to go back to Donovan Mitchell real quick and we'll come back to the Gobert trade. But for Mitchell, so you're in the Cavs. So you're essentially looking at a starting lineup of Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Isaac Koro, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen.
2: Hoof. That's pretty good. I – that's not that's great. They're gonna be decent. That's, that's that's good. That's really good. I I see.
1: Plus, they're in the east. So the that, east I, is, I
2: see the east is a good team. I,
0: <laughs> I honestly I yeah I think the the tide's starting to shift a little bit, or at least even out in terms of east versus west.
2: KD coming like over to the Nets helped a lot.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, but like if you but like with those five, what I see is. Two absolute dominant ball-controlling scoring machines in Garland and Mitchell that can pretty much do anything mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the of the court that they can possibly want to do.
2: Garland's getting there, but he has the potential at least. And Mitchell has proven it now in the playoffs for multiple years.
0: Tagged alongside oh, yeah. one guy who I think... Could end up being the best player on the team by the end of the season, and Evan Mobley, if he like he, he has, he has everything, like he showcased everything. As long as he can stay healthy and keep working on his game, I don't see how he, I don't see that there a reason why he can't be the best player on that team by the end of the season. But, and he can, offensively, he's like I said, total package. Offensively, he's just got to polish. He got He's got to polish some stuff. And then defensively, he's already an elite shot blocker. He proved it his rookie year. He's and already so an elite defender. Have, period. That's fair. Yeah. And then you have Jared Allen, who elite defender and rim at least rim protector. He's he's good. He's a and big then, boy. And he was only
2: given up by the Nets because of uh, agent agent stuff. And Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan were friends.
0: Yeah. And then yeah bro I'm a big Jared out. And man. then Isaac Okoro who I'm not completely sold on overall but the man can defend and the man can play above the rim. And sometimes that's that's all you need at with your with your fifth guy. I mean, think about those Atlanta Hawks teams where like that 60-win Atlanta Hawks team, Damari Carroll was their fifth guy, but Important he piece. did he, mm-hmm. he wasn't, he's not great at any particular thing, but he was good where they needed him to be good at. And to me, Okoro fills in because Donovan and Garland can be exposed on the defensive side of the ball on the perimeter. And I feel like Okoro is that good piece. And what it, who's that? Uh, uh, Stevens or Lamar, what is it? Lamar Stevens, right? Something like that. Number eight, he's know. number eight. I know he's number eight, but like Lamar Stevens, like those are two good defensive pieces that they can rotate in and out and shift them over to the best perimeter player, and kind of use not so much. I don't. I don't want to say to hide Donovan and Darius because they compete defensively. It's just yeah,
1: it's not like they're just cardboard. Cards yeah,
0: like they 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 they, they, they're they compete. For, they're they're just limited because <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean, even Donovan's only 6'3", 200 pounds. I don't even
2: think he's six three. He might be listed at six. Yeah, he's, he's. I think small, he's. Though. I think I've. I've. I've heard and read that he's closer to six foot one. Yeah. So. Ooh. But so that's. Like, but that's another piece why you are able to do the trade is because you have Mobley and Jared Allen and Mobley is Mobley is a potential yeah, superstar they're... and Jared Allen has been a defensive stud for what four years now.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's always been. And then you have, I mean, and then you look at Kevin Love coming off the bench, who I mean, if he can replicate the season he had last year, I think he'll he'll fit perfectly into his role, uh, as long as he can stay healthy, which has been the hardest part for his career. And then, I mean, they brought back Dean Wade and Dylan Windler. I mean, solid players, nothing that's super crazy, but they can space the floor. Um. So I'm I'm pretty excited about the about the Cavs team, but the question I have is how much does adding Donovan Mitchell really move the barometer for them? Like to me, it at least guarantees, I think it's a guaranteed playoff spot. I don't see this team not making at least the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I don't see him missing the playoffs.
0: At but like all. are we going to give them a real like are we going to say that they have a real chance of beating someone in the playoffs like if they have to go toe-to-toe with miami milwaukee brooklyn boston philly even uh can we are we gonna sit there with any confidence to say like yeah they could totally beat those guys or are they just a playoff team
1: i mean depending on the matchup i think they can get past the first round but i don't know i'd say they have a chance
2: they could be they could be sparky underdogs that get a good upset in the first round and get smacked down to reality in the second at, at yeah, best. Yeah, that's
1: what I mean. Depending on the matchup, I see them going past. The first
2: yeah, I the mean, first
0: seeding round. plays a huge role. Like, if they if And they can... Mitchell
2: has gone off in the playoffs in the past.
0: Yes, but look at where what his team as a whole around him going off has done in Utah, which is not winning series. Because, yeah, he balled out in the bubble, yeah. but Jamal Murray balled out a, just a little bit harder. And then he... Oof. Like, that series, by the way, is still just one of the best 1v1, and Jamal Murray wasn't even the best player on his team. I love that. I would it. also
2: rather have the Nuggets center <laughs> versus the Jazz center at the time.
0: Uh, yeah. that's a, That's not even a hard argument. <laughs> yeah. But, like... So, like, Donovan's balled out in the playoffs, but he's... It's... It's not affecting winning, like it's to me, team, he's. No. It's a new team. It's you, a new yeah. team, so I'm I'm hopeful because I love Donovan Mitchell's game. Um, so I'm like I'm a huge he hungry. I'm a huge fan of Donovan's, and I've and I have been since he bursted onto the scene his rookie year when no one expected him to, despite it. Yeah, and so <laughs> I hope the narrative changes for him. But I'm just saying, him in Utah. Was basically to me was the exact same thing that was going on with Westbrook in Oklahoma City post Kevin Durant. Box office numbers, yeah, zero effect on winning. Putting up stats, not getting the dubs. So, so yeah. like I with the new team, and don't get me wrong, like yes, like those Utah, some of those Utah teams like were super talented, and they still have a lot of good players. Even last year that he was working with, it's just I feel like it's a huge shift because you're looking at those Utah teams and Donovan was, I mean, what Donovan was arguably the youngest player on the team. I not looking at a roster. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Joe Ingles, who even though he's only been in the league like six years, he didn't join the league until he was like 28.
1: I'm gonna say he's in, in his, his 30s. 30s
0: Bogie's in his 30s. <laughs> Mike Conley's in his 30s. So it's like you have this older team with players that, like, yes, they're seasoned, they're experienced. There's not much that they haven't seen, but they're on mm-hmm. the decline. And now all of a sudden, he's in Cleveland, where he's got Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. Literally, their entire <laughs> that starting five I named are I think what Jared Young Allen's the blood. oldest, maybe. Like and even then, he's not. He's <laughs> He's, he's, I don't yeah, think he's, he's 27. I think he's only like... I don't even think he might be 25. Hold on, I'm going to Google it real quick because now I'm curious. Jared yeah. Allen is 24 years old. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Okay, good Good for him. Evan, Mo, Evan Mobley Evan <laughs> Mobley's 21. <laughs> Darius Garland is
1: 22. Oh yeah. my
0: God. Yeah, that's a... And then Donovan is tw- Donovan is the old head. Wait, go- Donovan is the old head on that starting lineup at twenty-six. Ooh. So
2: that's a good promise.
0: It's it's a complete yeah. tonal shift, and I and I think that will help. Oof. Plus, as much as I love that- Mike Conley, because I love Mike Conley, but Darius Garland is to me, Darius Garland Outside of defensive wise, is what Mike Conley was in his prime. Like obviously he's not the defender Mike Conley in his prime was because and with the grit and grind Grizzlies, but offensively, Darius Garland is offensively Darius Garland is better than Mike Conley was in his prime, and Mike Conley was easily the best perimeter player Donovan Mitchell played with. That that information on
1: the players' ages just solidifies what I said earlier about them getting, a th- depending on the matchup, getting past the first round. Because they're going to be hype in the playoffs. Yeah, they're yep, gonna they'll be, be jam- excited. And they'll
2: have the fresh legs still.
0: And that's not to yeah, mention that their sixth man's is Karis LeVert. We haven't even said his name yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Woo. Like, Karis LeVert, yeah, I, they're gonna be good. I really thought he was going to be something like super special in Brooklyn. Like, that year, Brooklyn and, like, D'Angelo Russell nets – where they were super fun to watch and everything, I really thought he was going to be something special. I don't think that anymore, but I think he could very much easily at least be Jordan Clarkson sixth man level when when Clarkson have- won sixth man of the year.
1: Ooh, I like that. That was a good year yeah. for him. But uh, I th- I think they're going to start out slow. It's going to take them a little bit to get going, but once they get going, they're going to be See, slow. honestly,
0: I think they come out of the... I think they come out of the gate hot. So right. Donovan's the only one in the main rotation that is new, but they're also all coming from the AAU era where like these guys are jumping around from team to team all the time growing up playing with a bunch of different players every year mm-hmm. and it's just more it's just I think it's more ingrained where they can just Come in and click faster hop on a team, and because especially mm. now with the way basketballs played now is how fluid it is. It's just like okay, even if players don't have the ball and they but they're running the floor and doing all these shot and taking all these three pointers and getting to the rims for these flashy dunks and everything. It's just this is what they've been doing since they were eight. So it's just I feel like it's a lot yeah. easier for these younger guys coming in to just hop on a team and be impactful and mesh quicker than it has been in the past. They, so I they play that peef ball. ball. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I just plus I Mitchell just, will just only be asked to score and that's just what he's best at. He his role yeah. is not going to be like they have Darius Garland to run the offense. They have they have wing players to handle that sort of thing. They have good defenders to funnel people towards like they he does just get to come in and do what he does best, which always is easier.
0: Ooh. Yeah. And so I, I, for that reason, I feel like he's – they're just – honestly, I think that they are going to jump out and be a top three team in the East. I'd say probably until about just before the All-Star break. They'll, they'll start coming back down mm-hmm. to – or not so much coming down to reality, but the more ex-veteran teams. Snapping back to reality, perhaps? Snapping back to reality because I feel like the veteran teams <laughs> are going to start catching up. And they're and then all of a sudden they're yep. going to start coming down right around the right before the All Star break. I mean strappy. they'll still. All right, Marshall Mathers. Uh, but <laughs> I think they'll still be a good playoff team. Like we haven't, no one's disagreed with that. It's just I feel like nope. they'll. I think they'll come out hot. I think they'll be a top three seed in the East, and then, and then the the basketball gods will even things out.
2: No, the basketball guy they Cleveland deserves something, I think.
0: They got that title <laughs> in 2016, in twenty sixteen, screw it.
2: They've they've dealt with their chosen son leaving <laughs> twice. They get you know what I want for Cleveland? All I want for Cleveland is the same thing I want for Detroit, is a healthy rivalry with each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I
2: think we have no uh, the tools to do that for the next decade. Like yeah. like, like semi competitive. That's all I want to see. I want to be able to go down to Detroit for meaningful games.
0: It's just so yes. like it is painful because like, yeah, I'm diehard Celtics fan and everything, but like I mean I've told you guys this multiple times. Like I just love basketball. Like I will always mm. root for the Celtics first and foremost, but and like even my hatred towards the lakers is that of just <laughs> competitive rivalry and not actual hate like like i, I still said yeah. i want the lakers to be competitive i want them to compete for titles because that's when the nba is at its best and so i just love good basketball and so like mm-hmm. spending all those years in michigan like watching watching the pistons i i will Always root for the Pistons. I just like being from oh, born yeah. in Tennessee and specifically being born in Memphis, I'll always root for the Grizzlies as long as they're not playing Boston. But like <laughs> I just this Pistons team is probably the one team in the NBA that has me more excited than any team Wrong. and it has no right to. Because we have seen they're gonna be they're gonna be we've good. seen nothing from them like last year last year they weren't that they weren't that great (laughs) Cade cunningham showed flashes that proved that he was worth that number one overall pick and then they had those two mass what is it jalen duran and jordan ivy two massive drafts draft picks in the lottery but again we've never seen we we still haven't seen them on the court so it's just (laughs) like well how will they transition to the nba but i'm still sitting here just like bro like all three of us the potential and then like (laughs) me still being a marvin bagley fan because i've been following marvin bagley since high school i was like i'm still hoping that kate cunningham and jordan ivy like help unlock what De'Aaron fox and them in sacramento couldn't unlock for marvin bagley
2: i might have finally given up on marvin bagley
0: I want to give I want to give him at least one more year. It's not
2: his fault. He was drafted right in front of Luca and Trey Young, but like he That's... it's just he's, <laughs> there's nothing. and from from all that I've been able to like read from like insiders and like people around Sacramento is that the kid just doesn't have like the drive to to get it to the next level. And that I think is like, more often than not what we see with players who we think should be good, but won't like Willie Colley Stein, also a Kings player uh, comes to mind, you know, all the talent in the world, but (laughs) really just maybe not. Especially if you think
0: about Willie, if you remember Marvin Bagley too, like he really did have a lot of, like he reclassed so he could go into college early so he could get to the NBA quicker. And he did all this stuff and he had all this (laughs) talent in the world. And yeah, so I could see Not. I could see that being the case. Because, I mean, high school and college, talent alone will put you above and beyond over 75 to 80% of the competition you're going to face. However, that yeah. 20% that it doesn't put you over are the guys that you're meeting in the NBA who have talent and are busting their ass.
2: But... Plus, the first guy that I heard say that Shea Gilgis Alexander was going to be great was Kevin Durant, and last year he said the same thing about Cade Cunningham.
0: That's fair. Um, but enough. Speaking of Kevin Durant, well, hold on, hold on. I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to briefly touch on to Gobert, even though yes, that would be a perfect segue. We but can we're redo gonna, it. We can redo it. Well, okay. right. we're gonna, we're gonna. I want to go back to Rudy go to the Gobert trade. I don't. We're not gonna go super in depth with it, real quick. But I just want quick, like top your head, gut answer. I know that's an oxymoron, but. <laughs> Gobert, damn it, Mike! It. What do you want? My head or my gut? <laughs> where's, where's one? So, Gobert, cat, Twin Towers is Minnesota playoff team again.
1: Yes, I love Anthony Edwards. I love Anthony Edwards too.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Do we... This is where I... See, this is in the back of my head subconsciously. I knew where I was going with this because this is also going to be our segue. Did the Gobert trade ruin the trade market... For any p- other potential superstar trades this offseason. Because the Timberwolves, like we said, gave up a lot. What was it? S- five, six players? And then like seven picks?
1: <laughs> it, it was a lot.
0: It, for for a defensive what two-time defensive player of the year winner, but playoff liability. You get, you yeah. got like five or six players and five to seven draft picks. Do we feel <laughs> like that? And Chris f- bopped out again. He's
1: he's coming okay. back here.
0: But, but uh, do we? Do you think Treads at least that that deal is what hurt the trade market for some other superstars' names that were being thrown around this season?
1: I definitely think so. I mean, what happened after it?
2: Not a lot,
0: really.
1: Yeah, I mean, what what really happened after it, other than Pat Beb
0: and Donovan? No. But again, we already yeah. we already I mean, hit on the fact that it was it was a great deal for Cleveland.
1: This is just a, all the other deals, like, like all the other rumors, summer. like and stuff, just like fell off.
0: Yeah, like so. This <laughs> is where our segue is, right? So, I feel like that. Gobert deal, the only thing it did more than anything is A. Ruin Laker fans' hopes and dreams, and B. Guarantee yes. Kevin Durant was staying in Brooklyn. Yep. Because everyone saw what Rudy Rudy freaking Gobert,
2: great defensive player and rim protector and rebounder. Probably the best defender in the league uh, that's not a perimeter guy but has zero offensive game. And I mean, quite literally zero.
0: (laughs) I still, it's seared in my brain, his workouts with Victor Wambanana, who's not even in the league yet. And he couldn't even post him up successfully. (laughs) So, so, like, because once you see that, it's just like, okay, well, Kevin Durant has arguably been the best player in the world. He's in the argument, obviously, between him, Giannis, and LeBron, as the best player mm-hmm. in the world Every year. for the last Every five year
2: years. Like you know, so, Jokic, I would throw my, I would throw in there as well. Yeah, yeah, Jokic. So it's sure, like, sure, yeah. okay,
0: now it was, but it's like, what? W- What do you have to give up to get someone like that if you see what Minnesota had to give up just to get Rudy?
2: Yeah. I mean, well, and so I thought (laughs) about this earlier. What more, like how much more is there to give up? Right. Like there's only, you have to match salaries within 150% or like 125%. -hmm. So there's only so many players that you could ever send back regardless of caliber. Um, and there's rules, you can only send out so many picks. There's rules limiting how many picks you can send out. Yep. So I feel like if the Gobert trade wasn't the capacity, it's gotta be approaching it. And like, do they just change the rules in the next collective bargaining agreement to allow them to trade for more? I don't, I I, I don't, I don't see where this is really going to go, but I agree that this was monstrous and probably not, uh, not how it's going to keep going. Not feasible.
0: Okay, no, and then like we've hit on it. All right. KD, Kyrie, both very vocal this off season about wanting wanting <sighs> out of Brooklyn. Kevin yep. Durant specifically had said some very choice words about their head coach and their general manager. Yeah, he did choice not meaning like he asked for them to be that. fired publicly. Yeah, <laughs> literally, and <laughs> honestly all the power pa- oh all the God. power to the nets upper management by not caving in like yeah i i, I i'm i don't hate player empowerment but that was a lot at that like i'm okay with player empowerment when it comes to player movement if a player doesn't want to be there they have every right to try to get to a position to a situation that they want to be in But the second that you're trying to change, like the second they're trying to get, have other people lose their jobs,
1: yeah, you start trying to make personnel moves in the organization. Yeah, when you're trying to
0: get other people fired instead of just you getting moved, that's where I was like, all right, that that needs to be the line. And Brooklyn said, yeah, that's the line, dude. (laughs)
2: Steve- <laughs> well, and it took them a while. Like we said earlier, uh, they traded Jared Allen because uh, they weren't allowed to trade um, um, DeAndre Jordan because he was buddies with Kevin Rant and Kyrie Irving.
0: Yeah, and I think that's I think it, I think that whole like statement that they put out saying Steve Nash and Sean Marks they're not going anywhere. I think that was a culmination of everything because up until that point, and up and or up until his trade requests this summer and then him saying hey fire these guys brooklyn gave kevin durant everything he wanted in that short time that he's been literally there. he wanted to play with his buddy james deandre jordan they signed deandre jordan they he wanted to play with his buddy james harden they go out and make a massive trade for yeah. james harden <laughs> james harden doesn't want to be there they trade away james harden Whatever they hired Steve Nash was even his original was, like was his choice to be the head coach when he first got there.
2: <laughs> yeah, they got, the they got rid of Kenny Atkinson,
0: Kenny Atkinson, who's a terrific sure coach. Him. Like he oh, has wait. Kenny Atkinson has no right being on the sideline as an associate assistant or whatever those titles are in Golden State he has (laughs) he could be the Celtics associate assistant he should go be he that man deserves to be a head coach (laughs) like Brooklyn did him dirty because that man got a Brooklyn Nets team that had no right to be a playoff team to the playoffs and they were fun they were competitive they were energy dancing on the benches and everything like you have oh yeah that was how does he not
2: have a job I don't know I don't know. It's been interesting, apparently, too, um, just about Kevin Durant specifically coming at the Brooklyn Nets. Apparently, the Nets' new owner uh, bought the team from that weird Russian guy, and he's uh, (laughs) like a multi-billionaire from China. He runs, like, I think he used to run or still runs China's Amazon, basically. And so he's come in and has basically let the team do NBA stuff until all this Kevin Durant stuff started to come out publicly this summer and word came down the pipeline from him that he's like, "Uh, who is Kevin Durant? Why is he trying to big name me? I don't know who he is, but he's not going (laughs) to dictate what we do as a franchise because I'm bigger than the entire, you know, sport basically. Yeah. Damn. So it's been, Kevin Durant's been pulling on some, pulling on some big wigs out there. So my, my question is, right? Like,
0: all right, this is a Nets team that, could not make it through the drama of james harden and kyrie irving last season and got yep. and literally only made the playoffs sheerly because of kevin durant right like, yep
2: and then got <laughs> swept by the better team <coughs> boston oh. swept horribly <laughs> Kyrie himself came out recently and said that that was one of the more one of the most embarrassing things he's ever experienced yeah
0: so We're looking at a team that (laughs) roster-wise hasn't made any real changes other than because, I mean, James Harden had already been dealt. So how does a team that couldn't even survive the Kyrie not getting the vaccine and then only being able to play half (laughs) the away games and stuff like that and then James Harden whole wanting to get traded throughout the season, they can't bounce back from that. So how... Do you guys think they are going to bounce back from Durant and Irving both wanting vocally saying they want it out, and then Durant <laughs> also saying he wants Sean Marks and Steve Nash fired? I
1: I don't think they're going to be able to like they're not going to be. I think they're going to crash. That's what
0: I
2: think. They're going to trade you Kyrie. Got,
1: you still think they're going to trade him? Where
0: do you think? Yep, do you,
2: I don't. I, I think eventually. I think they're going to do this little dance for as long as they can but like you just said I think they're going to crash and I think it's going to be sooner rather than later and it may not even be public but I think that they're going to probably do uh anywhere from 2 to 7 games worse than they should just because their shit is just dysfunctional behind the scenes. Well, and I think they're you're forgetting get rid that, of, you know.
1: I I think we're forgetting another big drama uh variable is ben simmons
0: oh yeah we haven't even talked about ben simmons oh
2: my <laughs> yeah, god that's like, how that's like, how apparently he's playing and playing well
0: yeah apparently he's playing so well, i mean that's mm-hmm. he had a great mm-hmm.
2: interview with jj reddick last week
0: yeah you guys should listen that to old our. man and i i have listened to the old man in the three i love jj reddick mm-hmm. so and his, his his podcast is always
2: this is one of the best. He is one of the better interviewers, I think. He
0: really is. Like he He's it's a yeah. beauty. Um, but I just
1: they're not going to do well.
0: Like to me,
2: I think they're going to be top 5 in the East because it's still Kevin Durant and they'll still do whatever. But I don't think I think they're I think the playoffs are going to be more of the same. I think they could win the first round and I don't think they're they're going to make it past the second.
0: Yeah, I don't like I don't think yeah. they beat Miami, Boston or Milwaukee. I think they have a chance or Philly. Uh it depends if James Harden becomes James Harden again, which early in training camp and I say early because literally training camp just started like Monday. But so far in these early sessions of practice has been nothing but good things about James Harden. <laughs> Lost it's weight. nothing but good things from
2: everybody from every training camp. That's what media yeah. day and training camp is. That's, uh, everybody, well, that's fair. You heard, I mean, well, you heard, I think James Harden said it, he, he lost a hundred pounds. Everybody's oh, yeah. Put on 10 He's joked about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, because he literally, well, he literally, think, he literally followed it up with tweet that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I think the relationship though between him and Embiid is getting a lot like, better. It's just
0: yeah. I think I think and that'll be. Cute. I think last I think last season. Harden went into that situation thinking, okay, Embiid's the guy, and I think Doc Rivers too initially, like when he first gets there, it's just, Embiid's our guy, we gotta get Embiid going, we gotta get Embiid going, and so I think James Harden with all the drama that had followed him in Houston and then in Brooklyn, that he was trying to shed some of that, and so he just wanted to, he wanted to to put on the team player cap and so he just became too passive and just try to keep feeding Embiid when that's not what they needed from him. They still they need him to yeah.
2: thirty and ten every. They night, still 30 and they yeah. still
0: need him to be James Harden. And I think now with an off season, working out and everything, and then getting being able to have these training camps together with with Doc, him, Embiid, and everyone working everything out. I think it will be different because Doc is too good of a coach for it to go back and look the exact same that it yeah. was. So I think they'll get that from him this time. Uh, but I think that I just think that that's where a lot of the disappointment in James Harden last season is because he comes in the middle of the season and I, he didn't score. Granted, like, obviously I know, <laughs> I don't know James Harden personally. I never spoke to anyone that knows James Harden personally. It's just in my mind, that's what makes sense. That train of thought is what makes sense to me and why he was being so passive it is because he, right. he didn't, like,
2: he's, he's been there for a while now. He's had time to find his favorite strip club and reserve a table. <laughs> he should be comfortable with the team. Yeah.
0: So I, I, yeah. I, I do expect some, some big things from Philly. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Brooklyn. I think, yeah, I I'm with you, Chris. I think, I think Kyrie if anyone moves, it's going to be Kyrie, and I think they should. Um, there's not a lot of things that I... I won't say a lot, but more times than not, I don't agree with what Stephen A. Smith has to say. But everything <laughs> he's been saying about Kyrie for the last year and a half has been spot on. Oh, yeah. like, so I'm I'm ready for... The, I w- I'm okay with them trying to move on from Kyrie. It would be interesting to see where... He goes.
1: Uh, yeah, that was what I was going to say is where does he go? That's the most interesting thing. I mean, I
0: don't think there's a team that can put together a real meaningful offer. No. But, I mean, if Brooklyn's really that desperate to just get rid of him.
1: If it's that much of a shit yeah, show. Yeah, and
0: they just want to get rid of him. I I mean, it's it would be anyone's game at that point. I think the only team you could probably count out not trying to make a move for him is Boston.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they ain't taking him back. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. I think we, I think we've learned. Well, our theoretically, lesson. the Westbrook for Kyrie trade is
1: that would make the most sense. Obviously. Yes, I know. Get over it.
2: You know,
0: sitting there. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna go into another perfect segue here. Yeah. So the Westbrook Kyrie trade, that swap never happens, breaking breaking the hearts of all Laker fans.
2: The trade mm-hmm. that does
0: happen eventually, which by the way, let's take a, take a pause. Let's rewind a year where everyone and their mother was after <laughs> Taylor Horton, Horton Tucker and the Lakers basically made him untouchable. And yep. now in this year, it took, and now one off season later, it took him what two other players and a draft pick. To get Pat Beverly, <laughs> congratulations! <laughs> way to way to cash out while you're while you're ahead there in Los Angeles. Oh my God! So does a Laker team that essentially is the exact same roster, except for they don't have Malik Monk now, who was arguably probably their second. I won't say their second best player because obviously, if Anthony Davis is on the floor, Anthony Davis is their be- second best player but i would say malik yes. monk was probably their most consistent pl- their second most consistent player behind lebron last year
1: and lebron didn't even play that much
0: exactly so <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically having the same team but now you get rid of taylen horton tucker and you take away uh Wow, why am I spacing? Malik Monk, but you add Pet Bev, um, and you at oh, who is their center that they signed? Damon oh, Jones. Damon. Yeah. Oh, they
1: got that. They got that. Uh, Bryant guy. Oh too, yeah, guy. they
0: did bring back Tommy Bryant. Okay, but Treads being the resident uh, Laker fan <laughs> in the house. Yes realistically Mm -hmm. is this is this Lakers team that couldn't make the couldn't even make the playoffs last year making the playoffs this year with the roster that they have oh my god and and what you keep saying is a (laughs) loaded and still overpowered West
1: it's it's very competitive in the
0: West also remember that Zion is back healthy and in the best shape of his life
1: off the jumbo shrimp. uh, He's off
0: (laughs) the only normal shrimp here on out. Yep. Yeah. So just keeping that in mind. For
1: uh, first off, I want to, I want to, in the, in the notes that you sent us Mm -hmm. for this, the question goes, does Pat Bev really make the Lakers a playoff? team? (laughs) And in my mind, I'm looking, I'm thinking about that SpongeBob meme where he's like, <laughs> me, I'm like, what if? I was like, the way you worded it, you could tell his voice is so But I think the Pat Bev, that, that whole situation's minor for the Lakers. I feel like it was just a dumb trade and you got Pat Bev out of it, whoopty, whoopty fucking noodle. That's minor. It, like. He, he doesn't, to me, it doesn't make that much. Like, he makes a difference to them being a playoff team, but not like that much of a difference. To me, the difference is LeBron, any team LeBron is on is a playoff team. There's no denying that. The except only the time that he's missed a play. Carrot. Go huh? on. Go on. <laughs> I was going to say, except for the when he's missed it with the Lakers recently, that's like the only time in the past how many years he's missed a playoff. He's missed a playoff, and playoff the, twice. Yeah, and want to know the corresponding variable with this is he's been injured most of those seasons. Oh, it's
0: almost like he's getting old or something.
1: (laughs) I know, it's a a crazy idea, but (laughs) I mean, that's the only time he's missed the playoffs is when he's been injured for majority of the season. Other than that, any team LeBron is on is a playoff team. So you got to keep that in mind. If he stays healthy this year, they're a playoff team. Not to mention, Anthony Davis was also injured majority of the That's year. That's a
0: real shocking year. statement. And
1: it, uh, he's got bro. He just recently disclosed that he or he's like I had an undisclosed hand injury all season last year. He just announced it. It's like bro, of course you did. <laughs> like, I'm not surprised at all. But if he stays healthy, that just adds to them being a playoff team already because. Like I said, any team LeBron is on is a playoff team. And he's proven that when he's carried shitty Cavs teams to the playoffs. And, yeah, so you got to keep that in mind. And, like, what Pat Bev brings to the table isn't necessarily an on-court improvement. Like, he's he's a defensive player for sure. He's annoying. He's a, he's just clamps on. He, he's got clamps, man. Hmm. And he's just annoying as shit. And so he's a good defender, but I mean, he brings a lot to the locker room and to the bench or whatever role he's playing. He accepts his role and he does the best he can with whatever role he's given to me. That's like what I think of when I think of Pat Bev. So like, he's going to bring a lot to the locker room to just the energy and the hunger of the team. And he proved that when he went to the T wolves, like you could tell there was like a difference with him being there in my opinion and not to mention the Lakers now have a new coach that is very exciting. And so all of these things, it's like, does Pat Bev really make the Lakers a playoff team? It's like not even, you don't even need to worry about Pat Bev. The Lakers are a playoff team with the new coach being healthy. If they can stay healthy and they're going to be scary, but I think the biggest what if is Russ. Like, Russ is, I think we should have dumped him over the offseason. I was skeptical when we picked him up. I was like, this could go one of two ways. This could go either really good, or it could go really fucking shitty. And based off his track record, I was banking on him being and shitty. And you would be right. And sure enough, it was shitty. Right. So, I mean, he, he's shown, especially recently in the offseason, he's shown that he's, or at least expressing that he realized he was a, a dog shit player last year. And he is verbally at least saying that he wants to do better. He wants to uh, play to what the expectations that the Lakers and the fans have of him. Like, he's expressed that. And if he, if he can do it for once in his life, That'd be awesome. But if not, I'd be so down to dump him and pick up Kyrie, do a straight trade, maybe throw in some stuff. I don't care. Just give me Kyrie. <laughs> I'd be happy. Ugh. Also, also this year though, Jeannie Bus has been sh- proving and sh- trying to show that she's, she's not fucking around. Like she's done doing that shit. She's, tr- you can tell she's trying to take over more. She's got a. I mean, they got a family legacy and a team legacy all wrapped in one with the Lakers. Like, the Bus family made the Lakers who they are. And when you think of the Lakers, you think of the Bus family. And she's got to step up because they've been doing, like, office wise, they've been doing pretty shitty, in my opinion. And, I mean, they've got a lot of new t- young. Not a lot, but they've got some new young talent that they've signed, like Scotty Pippen's son. I think they signed Shaq's son, even like just these young people. I think he that went could potentially. I think both be of good. them
0: are on their
2: uh, G League, South Bay Lakers G League yeah. team. I think both of those players' okay. names have more talent than they do themselves. <laughs> That's fair,
1: but I mean, I think I think they're just going to come in with a new energy this year with the new coach. With, like I said, Pat Bev's energy, they're going to, everyone, everyone is committed this year to doing like to f- doing the best that they can. And after the trades all fell through, I'm pretty sure LeBron, AD and Russ all spoke together like at the same time and they're like, look, like no, none of this shit from last year. And I don't know if you noticed this either, but LeBron shaved his head. It's, it's over. It's over. You got his hair back. MJ sh- Full
0: MJ? No, he got he got his MJ hair back. MJ shaved his head day. He already got his hair back.
1: No plugs. No. Yeah, I don't know, but it
0: was a joke that they were, that everyone was cracking at him.
1: God damn it! Because I was gonna say Kobe shaved his head. Game. He monster. MJ shaved his head. Monster. LeBron needs to shave his head and just be a monster. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it's not gonna happen. No shaved head this. <laughs> at least not to start the season. Who knows.
2: All I wanted to say about what Pat Bev brings to the Lakers is I think the biggest thing is he brings a little bit of insurance for if slash when they are able to trade Russell Westbrook this season. Yeah. Which I still think is their ultimate goal and ambition. Um, I think as soon as they, they found out to get that right DeMar DeRozan, DeRozan was on his way to Los Angeles before they did, they did, they did the did of the rest book trade, uh, I think since they found that out, they've been trying to dump him for even for 30 cents on the dollar in order to get out of that contract <laughs> and get out of that situation.
1: Yeah, they have to, they have to, like I said, like he's saying he's going to do different, but like he hasn't he's done that. He hasn't historically he's historically proven he's shit. Yeah. He's historically proven that he's, he's just gets the stats and that's it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So I my my only sense that I'll say is that I think uh Pat Bev teaming up with Ham who's the new head coach is a perfect yep. marriage. I think that the two of them are going to have are going to match energies perfectly and it's going to be super mm-hmm. fun to watch. Um but if it, you guys don't have anything else on Pat Bev and the Lakers and them. I think we (laughs) can move into our final little topic here, which is who our finals favorites are. Not who's going to win it. I mean, we can say that too, but like... Who who do we see representing each conference? I mean, obviously you asked me a week and a half ago. I would say... I think it would be a no-brainer to say the Celtics would repeat out of the East. Um...
1: Yeah, I mean, before a week ago, yeah, I'd be right there with you.
2: But now I, uh. Before hearing about Robert Williams as and Imei Odoka and Danilo Gallinari, absolutely. Now, however, now I think I they m- still have a chance. But they're they're one of I have so I have six teams that I think could uh, make the finals, three on each conference, I and they're one of the six. That's all. That's all I can give them.
0: <laughs> Only three.
2: I.
1: Huh. I, I think for the East, it's going to be the Heat. <laughs> I don't got a three. I don't got a three. I think it's going to be the Heat. That's what my mind. I'm leaning. Just
0: I'm leaning Milwaukee. I mean, I, as I, a, I, it's
1: probably going to be Milwaukee. But I even want as the heat. even as a Celtics
0: fan, I know if Chris Middleton <laughs> plays in that series against us, we probably we don't win that series.
1: Oh, Chris Middleton's in. That's a completely Like different we don't
0: game. we don't win that series if they have Chris Middleton. We just got lucky that Middleton wasn't there. So, yeah,
2: I, I I lean Milwaukee out of the East. I also think it'll be Milwaukee. I do have Philly uh, higher on my list than you two. I think Embiid has potential to go for an MVP, and I think Micah, as you said, could really have a bounce back season.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't me wrong. I mean, That's technically, fair. I I am a huge Joker guy, but even I will sit there and say that Joel Embiid should have been MVP last year. Like, the fact that they gave it to Joker. Like, I'm not upset that they gave it to Joker, but I... Of the two years, because of of the last two years, it was down to Jokic and Embiid. And they went Jokic both times. And of those two years, I feel like if you're going to call any of them being robbed from Embiid, it was definitely last year.
2: I don't think he yeah. deserved either of them, but I think in most years, he would have won MVP. I think Jokic is just... And Giannis, too. I think currently the top yeah, of the Giannis. league is operating at just an unprecedented level.
0: That's Yeah, that's fair. Um, treads, who do you got? All big, man. Oh, yeah. too. It's the renaissance. <laughs> uh, treads, who you, uh, who you got out of the West?
1: <sighs> oh, man... I honestly, I want to see, I want to see Dallas in the finals.
0: Okay, that's who you want to see, but is that who you think actually makes it? <laughs> because I don't think that getting no. needs mean, another piece to I, be finals contenders. Just adding yeah. Christian Wood, I don't think is the is, and losing Jalen Brunson, I don't think that's the winning combination. Yeah,
2: Luca needs a real running mate, and not to lose his best point guard.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: Golden State's always in the standing or in the in the conversation. Okay. Um, I would honestly, I'd say it be it might be. I could see the Suns.
0: Absolutely not. Or the DeAndre, what? dude. If you have seen any of uh the media from this week out of the Suns camp, it is so clear and obvious that DeAndre Ayton is pissed off that he is back in Phoenix.
2: And much like, much <laughs> I mean, like we think the Udoka situation is going to ruin the Celtics uh, on and off the court, I think that's just going to the Starver stuff that has already ruined the Suns off the court. Yeah, that's
1: fair. I was gonna say after that would be the Nuggets, in
2: my opinion.
0: okay. So for me, like the Warriors, I, I I feel like they are most likely going to do it, but my dark horse pick is the Nuggets with a healthy Jamal Murray and a healthy Michael Porter Jr. Back with yep. the MVP the two time reigning MVP. I think the I think the Nuggets if if those if they can stay healthy, like I have questions I have question marks about their depth. Honestly, like they used to that, that Nuggets team used to be a really solid depth wise back when they had Tory Craig and uh what Tory Craig and Jeremy Grant. And everything like that, and then, but now all of a sudden, you're looking at a team that doesn't have uh, Monte Morris, doesn't have Will Barton, uh, doesn't have, and then doesn't have Tory Craig, and doesn't have Jeremy Grant. Like those are four; those were four major role players off the bench for him that are all gone. And so I'm I have concerns about the depth, but that starting five that they're going to put on the floor just with Otto Porter Jr, Jamal Murray and Jokic alone I feel like could match up and beat any other starting 5 if it was just strictly 5 on 5. Yeah.
1: If if the Suns have all the drama and they don't produce, I definitely the Nuggets in my like the Nuggets are going to they're going to
2: be really
0: good regardless. Yeah.
2: I'm going to surprise you both and say that while I have the Warriors and the Nuggets as two of the contenders. Um, my pick for the finals out of the West is going to be the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers. I think they're the deepest team in the league. I think they have one of the top two or three coaches in the league, especially in the playoffs. And, uh, all, everything that I've seen is that Kawhi is backish as much as he is. So, so, uh, okay. and, and I think they've been, I think they've been lying in wait for years because they've never had Kawhi and, uh, Paul George healthy at the same time for longer than I think 20 or 25 games. So, That's true.
0: Didn't they add John Wall? Yes, they did. That to me is my biggest hang up. Is I'm not I don't I'm not writing them off by any stretch of the imagination. Like that pick is a solid pick and it's more than feasible. I just I want to see what John Wall we're getting. Like, I'm not saying he he needs to be the Washington Wizards 24 points and 12 assists, John Wall. That he was in his prime and jumping out of the gym because obviously he, he just can't do that anymore
2: what he, if he can get to like yeah. 12 and 6
0: i'm not even uh, honestly like i think for i i 12 and 6 i don't think it's enough i don't i think it's around that mark i i personally i think that because pg and Kawhi both i don't see either one of them scoring less than 25 I think you get 25 from both of them. So all I all I see from like just John Wall t- to go like 17 and 8. If John Wall can do 17 and 8 and provide legitimate per- I think that's to feasible. Do, I think it's feasible, but my biggest what they need more than anything is him on the defensive side. Like his playmaking will never go away. He's all like point guards their playmaking skills they rarely deteriorate and he's always yeah. been a great playmaker it's his explosiveness and it's not just his jumping out of the gym stuff it's is his achilles and stuff and the wear on his body is that effect going to affect him on the defensive end because if he becomes a defensive liability for the first time in his career then that's another issue that the clippers are going to have to deal with well, the Clippers have pretty strong defense overall, though. I'd uh, say just because you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, like who that's else? A pretty good start. That's a pretty, that's a great start. Yeah, <laughs> but outside of those two, I mean, like what you're gonna bank on? Marcus Morris and Terrence Mann to shut down, shut down guys. Like none, neither one. Like they're both, they both compete. Like that's what I will give Ty Lue in the Clip. Ty Lue gets his teams to compete every second that they're on the court. And it's one of the reasons why I I, Ty Lue is a great coach. But, like, the great...
2: Here's one of the reasons the Clippers are probably going to make the finals. Uh, For everything that you just referenced, the Clippers are going to load manage the absolute shit out of this team. yeah. This also (laughs) falls into what is going to be one of, what's probably going to end up being one of uh, Chris's famous gambling tips on this podcast. Okay, Because I would go (laughs) over most of the time, or sorry, I would rather go under, under, under most of the time on the Clippers because they have John Wall to worry about, they have Paul George to worry about, Kawhi has his own, you know, medical management team already, and they have a couple other Mm guys on their teams that are also older and or worried about nagging injuries, and I think they're going to rest people as much as they're legally allowed i think they're probably gonna (laughs) win you know i think they're probably gonna maybe get like the sixth seed or the fifth seed and come into the playoffs with everybody healthy and strong and happy to go
0: i i'd have to agree with that seeding. with to that point i yeah I, i get that okay well um I guess we'll go around the table for any uh, last words here that you guys might want to chime in about if you have any. Treads?
2: No.
1: No, not that I can think of. Christopher?
2: Under on the Celtics, under on the uh, Clippers, <laughs> and over on the Pistons.
0: Uh, there yeah. we go. All right. Well, uh, ladies, and I'm sure mostly gentlemen. Uh, thank you for joining <laughs> us for yet another chat and we can't wait to well we'll be on a on a slight hiatus as both treads and myself will both be out of our respective towns for for the next week or so so it'll oh, be Oh me a, too. Oh look at that. So it'll be yeah. a probably well. a little bit of a longer break until our next episode but until then we can't wait to welcome you to that next chat.
2: Goodbye everyone. Thank Later, you, skaters. Bye.